Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, away we go. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Man, oh man, what an eventful Monday. And we've got the crew here to uh, handle any and all, including Adrian Batra, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun. How's Adrian? It's a great day for talk radio, John. Well, that it is. Uh, Otherwise, not so sure about uh, how great a day it's being, but we'll we'll address all of that in part and in whole. Mike Van Solen, Principal and Navigator. How's Mike? Doing really good. Happy Monday. Uh, yeah, happy, happy. Joy, joy. Kim Wright, Principal at Wright Strategies. And how's Kim? Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. Everybody's uh, susient, I guess. Uh, is that the word I'm looking for? Look. Uh, big it's, word. It's a big uh, $3 day. $3 word. It's a big day. Well, $3. It started out as 50 uh, <laughs> And I just waited a while, and Monday melted it right down to 3 During those market plunges. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know where to start because there's a confluence of things that are not good news for uh, most folks. And this is this COVID-19. Giuseppe Conte, the Prime Minister of Italy, within the last hour announcing he's shutting the whole country down, whereas it was 16 provinces before, centered around northern Italy. It's the entire country now. Doesn't want people traveling anywhere. Uh, The death toll in that country jumped by nearly 100 today alone, 97. It's up to 463. Hardest hit country out of China itself. And then you've got the market meltdown. Uh, Adrian Batra, I mean, uh, is this going to get a lot worse before it flattens out or gets better? I think, unfortunately, yes. And for us in the media in Canada, we had our two-week almost reprieve from covering COVID-19 daily when we had the real blockades going on. And then suddenly, oh, my gosh, the numbers have just escalated and gotten bigger and bigger. Today, of course, we also found out about the first death in Canada in the province of British Columbia. So... Last week, Italy um, basically you know, forbidding anybody to do the public kissing, thought that would shut the country down pretty much. But now it's it's like literally the borders, everything. So these are the extreme reactions that you see a number of um, countries around the world um, employing. I, I know that Canada continues every single press release we all get when there's another uh, one or two or six or eight cases that have been confirmed of COVID-19. It always starts out with um, transmission potential remains low, you know, government uh, health officials um, on top of it, tracking, monitoring. But that may all very well be true, and I believe that it is, but the public's reaction is quite different. Now, everywhere you go, you see this hand sanitizers. Everywhere you go, you're seeing the masks. So... Just by virtue of human nature, people are going to start panicking. And then there are going to be questions to the Canadian government about what they are going to do. If they see countries like Italy, for example, or the state of California declaring state of emergency, they're going to start saying, what the hell, why aren't we shutting everything down here? Well, and that's kind of my question. I'm leading to that. Is that the inevitable, Mike? Uh, They were going to shut down travel, you know, put travel bans in effect. Uh, Are we getting way, way out over our skis in this? Yeah, I think people are losing their minds. Uh, There is a major disconnect between what public health officials are saying and how different uh, elements of society, businesses, countries are reacting. Um, 
it, it was a lot more fun when this was named after a beer and then we went to COVID-19. I think that was actually the tipping point that we have to be wary of. But um, there is, like speaking, speaking of countries in the, in the business community, and, and Adrian's getting at this a little bit, I, I do think there is, people are managing reputational risk as opposed to actual public health risk. So, like, no one wants to be running the uh, the bottle company who who doesn't put in the same uh, measures as the the competitor, the bottle company down the road, for example. So, no one wants to be because it's hard to understand where this will go. Um, I, I think folks are uh, managing risk by saying, "Well, let's at least be best in class in how we respond to this." But I think the problem is that as as uh, companies and countries and, and municipalities, whatever it might be sort of raise the bar, raise the bar. Everybody feels they have to be sort of parallel with their peers in this. But it's still, there's a major disconnect for me between that and what we're actually hearing from public health officials. This is worse than the flu. It doesn't look to be anywhere near as bad as SARS was, for example. So um, I really hope that some way we can kind of take stock and have a more calm approach to what's going on. All right, uh, Kim, let me just uh, throw this into the discussion as well, because earlier today... uh there was a report that some students uh, or the Whitney Junior Public School community in Rosedale uh, are concerned because an individual apparently uh, visited the elementary school on March 4th. Uh, not a staff member or a student. Uh, the reason for their being there, uh, not released, but this individual had a confirmed case of COVID-19. And so some parents choose to keep their kids home. They pull their kids out of the school. Toronto's medical officer of health sent home a letter to the parents of this community, uh, apprising them of the situation. And so to say, uh, I'm not letting my kid go to school because somebody wandered through the hall back on March 4th. Is that uh, being, I guess, uh, excessively alarmed or is that about uh, a normal response from a parent? Well, I'm not a parent, so I it's I have nieces and and, and family, so but uh, I don't know that it's an, a stereotypical reaction, but it's an understandable reaction. Uh, the medical officer of health, uh, Eileen Davila in Toronto, is is doing quite a remarkable job. And we also are really lucky in uh, in Ontario. Uh, Dr. Barbara Yaffe, who is the Ontario medical officer of health, that's sort of stick handling this. She was here during SARS. Uh, and was quite good about how do we reassure the public? How do we make sure they have the right information? How do we make sure they're doing the right things? People are going to be concerned. What does this mean? What does this mean for my family? Am I going to die? And those are the quite, quite frankly, the questions that they're asking themselves. Wow. There isn't, but, but well, when, when but you say, are, am I going to die? I mean, maybe have, it behooves us to know what the recovery rate is. A lot of people have well, been this, infected. So this is it. We have one person now in Canada who has passed, and that person was in a, uh, care facility, a long-term care a long-term home. Care home. Right. It tends to be people are immunocompromised. Knock on wood, children have aren't uh, aren't being infected in the same manner. What do we got? Uh, Sixty-five so, total across the country. Right. Like, let's keep these things in perspective. Right, but we're not. But we're not. So one of the things that I am gobsmacked by. Uh, is the amount of people who seem to be, oh, I have to wash my hands in this manner and sing happy birthday, that's the length of time. What were y'all doing before is what I have to ask myself because if you weren't getting flu shots, if you weren't, you know, putting the wipes on things, if you weren't cleaning your hands, if you were doing touching your phones and not cleaning those on, on occasions... Maybe we we should start to go back to the, those things. Look, I'm all right. So I'm, what but, you're saying is we but, haven't been as assiduous as we need to be, and we, now we are. We got 
We got complacent after SARS. Uh-huh. We freaked out during SARS. We got complacent. So we got a wake-up call. But our, but our public health agencies throughout Canada are actually quite good about how do we track this. The problem in Italy is that they they weren't tracking it nearly as closely as, as PHAC has. But does that mean I'm going to stop living my life? Absolutely not. I travel okay. on, I'm traveling on Wednesday night. All right. Uh, well, that's a long time between now and then. So uh, let me in the interim. Knock say, on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you, Adrian Batrick, because uh, the local counselor, Josh Matlow, uh, came in contact with an in- individual, so the reports go, uh, I guess, on Thursday, and now he's gone into self-isolation. But I'm told he was at the Liberal Convention on the weekend choosing a new leader, who, by the way, is Stephen Del Duca, in case uh, anybody is fascinated by that tidbit. Can we all go for a swim in his place? <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you make of that? I mean, uh, is he trying to show leadership in this regard by being emblematic of how one should respond? Yeah, I think probably. I, I think it's it's serious enough that it's it's the appropriate measure. I think the challenge, of course, is that you know, Kim just laid it out actually better for us off air, but he was um, around the Liberal Convention this weekend talking to everybody. Apparently he came in. I saw the statement that he put out. He came into contact with this individual who's since confirmed positive for COVID-19. He came into contact with them on Thursday, Liberal Convention this weekend. He's walking around doing all the shaking of the hands and the whatever. Um, he was at City Council. There was a council meeting on Friday to approve the uh, new contract for the city workers. Um, So a lot of interaction. And now that's going to be on the hands of public health to go and start uh, honing around that circle and finding out who he was in contact with. But that's how that's what I think the public is worried about. Uh You know, like the guy we had last week that came back from Vegas and he was on on the TTC and the ghost stations and and out, out and about. Again, the, the risk remains dramatically low, like very, right. very low. But those are the sorts of stories and these are the sorts of things that we're hearing and then that causes but, concern. But that's just the thing, right? Like what so Josh, say say you had it, you know, you get the flu and, and you and you go to a convention, you do something and and the most of us, I look around this table, you know, sort of in in the in the middle age careful how you say uh, that. You know, we might get it. There's a, a slim chance you, you have a bad day or two. Uh, you know, I just don't think we're rationally looking at, at the risks that are out there. And good on him, I guess, uh, for uh, for self-isolating. But uh, I just think in general we are uh, reacting like this is Ebola and there's nothing to suggest it's, it's that serious. All right. Uh, now we know that Canada is also repatriating 237 Canadians that were on that cruise ship docked off San Francisco Bay uh, for a while, and uh, they're coming home. And I guess uh, Global Affairs is paying for it. Uh, they're going to be placed in quarantine for 14 days in Trenton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 21 people have been diagnosed as being COVID-19 positive, but now... <laughs> You know, when it comes to this matter, I was asking in the first hour if some people would see this as an opportunity to, because the travel uh, industry is not offering insurance, but some people are seeing that this might be the right time to book a cruise uh, (laughs) somewhere down the road. No, it's like speculating that by September this might have all gone away, Mm -hmm. but the strike point right now is the cruise companies are going to really be dropping their prices Mm -hmm. and all kinds of uh, travel to foreign destinations and so on. So so, uh, Adrian Batro, Mm -hmm. would you assume that risk or would you want to know we're clear and out of the woods before you actually spend it? Well, last week when I was here, I told your listeners about, you know, I was supposed to be traveling to Thailand in, in April for my brother's wedding, but 
Uh, that's been postponed. Uh, March break's coming up. Right. Um, some kids are already on March break, mine include, like mine. And uh, the, those are calculations and considerations that, you know, parents are making. Um, but whether or not one wants to take the risk and think, okay, I'm going to get a dirt cheap price now to go on a cruise ship, uh, I think people are a little more hesitant at the cruise ship versus going on a plane and and going somewhere exotic and getting fi- feeling they have a good deal there because you're kind of you're locked on that that cruise ship and and you know you're hearing all these horror stories so but that said if if heck if if going on a cruise is something that you felt you've always wanted to do this may be maybe the chance to do it but knowing that there are risks the the insurance sure, company your that. own company that you work for may not you know cover you when you come back and if you have to self isolate like these are there's labor laws there's all sorts of considerations one has to make and maybe saving a few bucks is not worth it well, that's the uh, game that we play. I mean, Mike Van Solen, you're rather sanguine. You've been sitting here saying we're uh, overreacting. It's alarmist. So if you can get a nice junket, say a Baltic cruise or Norwegian <laughs> fjords for 500 bucks, you're going to bite uh, down on uh, that. For sure. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 th- I think people are, uh, are, next round are tables yeah, <laughs> not evaluating this risk properly. Um, and, but the risk is your own. You're assuming it. Your eyes right. are wide open. So uh, if you want to go for it, uh, I, I would do it. Now, with all these stories I've heard, though, I think a cruise ship is probably about the last place I'd want to be uh, a separate thing mm. if, if this hit. I mean, it just sounds like a painful but spot. But don't you think they're going to be uh, so careful of scrubbing everything oh. clean, it'll probably be the cleanest place on planet Earth or on the high seas. Yeah, you could hit that shrimp, uh, that all-you-can-eat <laughs> shrimp uh, buffet, and you'll have nothing to worry about. Right. It'll be good. As long as the Wi-Fi is working. Uh, look, people people have to make decisions about where they travel to and what they're going to do. What's also been fascinating has been uh, some of the manufacturing sector who has had to really ramp up production, uh, whether that be sort of your craft dinner, your shelf-stable pantry items mm. that are now having to rush to market because, as we've been seeing, um, you know, people going to Costco and loading up on every piece of toilet paper ever created. Or I was just at uh, at Shoppers, and you there is not a scrap of hand sanitizer to be found in the place. Nope. I'm sure lots of people are now going on YouTube of how to make your own hand sanitizer because you're kind of have to. If you go on Amazon, it's backlogged until April. Wow! So you're gonna MacGyver hand sanitizer? You got MacGyver something okay. up. I think one component of that is vodka. So <laughs> look, the potato oh, uses. The potato safe. is a hardworking uh, part of the food chain, whether it's vodka or anything else. Well, and on a more serious note, how about emergency triage center so you don't overwhelm hospital yeah. emergencies, you know, their they're, uh, emergency rooms, if and when it comes to that? Or is it, again, that getting out too far ahead of things, Mike? I don't see it. I just don't see the numbers here. I, our risk uh, here living in the city of Toronto, I still have a better chance. It's a greater risk for me getting hit as a pedestrian walking across the street than the, this coronavirus getting to me. Yet uh, we're putting all these measures in place. Uh, you know, this is a regular problem. Pedestrians getting hit. Uh, we struggle with that. Um, but we're putting all these resources behind this when uh, I just don't see the evidence to, uh, to think, do it. I think in large part because we've seen so many sci-fi movies it kind of lets our imagination run rampant on on how these things will unfold and, you know, the I am legends of the world that would, like, freak people out. But to Mike's point, whether it be Vision Zero and pedestrian fatalities, whether it be uh, what's what's happening with some of the shootings that we've seen just in the past, you know, few Mm -hmm. days, we need to keep these things in perspective. One person has died and every life is is valuable and it's a tragedy this person has died. 
But we need to make sure that we're resourcing all of this appropriately. Give the public health folks what they need, the tools they need. Canadians take your uh, cues from that. Uh, but also we need to start getting at these other public health issues. And it's all reasonable to say we should be reasonable, but people aren't reasonable. They're not. That's They're just emotional. the bottom line. Emotion trumps reason. Cool. Always. Yes. Like, what is the point of even, like, I, I was at the Costco for completely random reasons uh, this past weekend, and everybody's getting the bottled water. Like, play out, why do we, living in Toronto, need bottled water? Like, do we think that our, our the water out of our taps is going yeah, to somehow gonna get, get coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what are, you know, people well, are just being irrational. I don't know. This, what this, if someone who works on the water supply has coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, no. I don't know. It's the same with toilet paper. Sure. I mean, how much are you going to be using the bathroom? <laughs> That's a lot of toilet paper. I don't know. They're Excessive. reading the survivalist manuals or something like that and taking their cues from that. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.